While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome to... Oh. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow. I've been joined by former Bristol County Sheriff Tom Hodgson. Um, and we've been reacting to the historic arrest and indictment of former President Donald Trump, uh, his um, subsequent speech, which ended about 15 minutes ago. Also, uh, some local uh, local local elections. We've been talking about the school committee elections Um one of them going on last night, there, were, uh, there was a new school committee member in Fairhaven, Steph Pickup, uh, who was elected with uh, uh, current school committee member Brian Monroe um, in Freetown and Lakeville. Uh, the school, school committee candidate Kayla Churchill, who was an accused trespasser, um, was summarily rebuffed by the voters. And uh, we have today, uh, tonight, a race in Dartmouth, uh, 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 Sheriff Hodgson's hometown uh, where there is a hotly contested race for school committee. I will say I got the numbers, um, Tom, and there, uh, Kathleen Amaral is very clearly far and away uh, ahead. She's going to win her, her reelection seat. Congrats to her. I like Kathleen. Um, below her, uh, looks like um, Bess Coughlin and uh, Erica Morenci is uh, a fairly close second though um, right now. They're separated as uh, right now by this tally. By about 15 votes, Troy Trufano, 368 votes. He's last um, in third and fourth is right now is uh, Lynn Turner. Um, she's got 450 votes. I just didn't know about uh, if you had any um, uh, reaction to the results thus far, uh, you being a Dartmouth how resident. Pre- how many precincts is that? <sighs> uh, we, know. we don't. Uh, so uh, six of nine so far. Six, six of nine. Six of nine. Yeah. Six of nine. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of ground. There, there's plenty of ground. Uh, there's plenty of opportunity, definitely for Berenzi to make up some ground on on Coughlin. Uh, Lynn Turner, a little bit further behind. She'd need to really pull ahead very strong uh, in the the rest of the precincts in order to have a shot. Yeah, that may that may very well happen. I know she she had she did very well last time she ran, and I think yeah, um, she's certainly somebody that. That comes from an education background. I think a lot of people in Dartmouth are aware of that. So it'll be interesting to see. I know in my race, uh, you know, uh, when New Bedford Fall River would come in, uh, in fact, my first race, I remember at the time Mayor Kalis went on and said, it looks like we're going to have a new a new sheriff in town. And then the well, North- so it was his brother in law, right? That you were yeah, running against? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, no, he was running against me. Yeah, that's and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's true. Uh, just a minor point. But, yeah. but anyway, um, but no, but uh, and, I, and I think they were feeling very, very confident. And then the North came in, mm-hmm. uh, which is not so dissimilar to what we're seeing. I don't know what, which, which precincts are not in yet, but yeah. But, but so it can, I can tell you from my own experience in most of my elections, when, the, when we started going further north, all of a sudden, it completely changed. And, I mean, fortunately, I was blessed to every one of our elections. We won by a landslide. And that had everything to do with, um, you know, the, 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 the blessing I was given by the voters to serve. And um, 
and, and the hard work of the people that helped me to campaign uh, to get the message out. So I know she's been working hard to get her message out. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how it plays out in the end. But, um, I want, you, you know, it's hard to, hard, the, to, hard to predict. Here's the thing. Um, I don't know if you've heard this play out at all. I, I did a little bit. Uh, she sent. She had sent some uh, email to uh, to the school committee a while back. There was some, there were some things in it that were concerningly worded. Uh, frankly, from my perspective, but I called her. I had a conversation with her. I decided not to go any further with it. Uh, but then she she went on Jess's show, Jess Machado's show, and said that it was unethical for uh, the school committee member to share an email on a public server <laughs> um, uh, against her in a campaign. But uh, I don't know if your thoughts on that. My, my, my opinion is if you say something and then you run for office, the things you say can be used against you, right? Well, if, you, if, you, if you're saying something publicly in, in, it, in relation to that, I suppose that, that, that would be the case. I'm not familiar with what that email is. I hadn't yeah. heard that. That's I, fair. Yeah, but, but, I, but I do think, um, you know, I'm not without knowing what it is. It's hard for me to make a complete judgment. But, but yeah, in this business, when you're in public life and, and um, if you go on the record for certain things, people will... People use that against use, you. We'll yeah. use that and say that this this was your position or I, that position. It I, does happen. You know, I still get people calling me sometimes. Well, you said this. I'm like, did I? Wait, did I? I'm sure I did. But <laughs> well, I'm sure you've gotten the same treatment. It comes with yeah. with public life and yeah. and uh, broadcasting in your case. Um, so uh, so we'll, 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 be, we'll be, you know, see... So what you're saying is, um, you know, you, you were supporting uh, Lynn Turner. You said that there's still some precincts left that could be more favorable to her. I mean, there's a 40 vote. She need about the 44 vote gap based on the six of nine precincts coming in. That could be made up, but she need a really strong showing in those precincts. Yeah. Um, looks like Erica morenzi has got a better shot right now. She's got 483 votes. She would need to make up about um, what uh, 11 votes. Uh, I you, guess you know it's interesting because um, we we had a couple of callers call in and talk about you know your my different perspectives and the fact that we can talk about these things, listen to each other, and have different opinions. And it it brought back to me uh, that thought when you just talked about Marenzi and Lynn Turner. They're both together tonight uh, for their for the results coming in at the uh, Black Bass Black Bass, yeah, which I think is with which I think is great. You know, these two; these are two people that are running for the same seat, who are, and one may win. Obviously, one will win and one won't. Yeah. Uh, but 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 that they can be at the same place and and ultimately in the end, you know, congratulate each other and have you have their supporters be together. That's that's pretty. It's pretty unusual for what we've seen going on in this country, but something that's hopeful, I think, for all of us. Yeah. I mean, do they have? Are they going for the same base of support? Uh, it feels like it's. Uh, that you know, sort of defend Dartmouth group, right? The, the 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 Indian logo people, the more conservative part of the town. Yeah, but but the, but they still they're still competing, still competing again. against each other, and uh, one wins, one loses. Right. Um, so, uh, and they're both out there. They're both working. You had Marenzi signs, and you had uh, Turner signs out there all over Dartmouth. So, so it's um, you didn't see them in, in everybody's yard together. Do you know right. what I mean? I understand. So, yeah. so I think it's um I just think it's a it's a hopeful sign. Uh, right. and, and and I think the change, I've always believed this, Marcus, that the change in this nation that gets us back to our values and our principles is gonna happen in the neighborhoods, in the communities of people finally coming together and realizing because we're the ones, as as you mentioned earlier, we're the end users. We're the ones when it comes to local you, you, politics. You sound you sound just like my mom. 
Uh, she says the same thing. She must be very brave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she says the same thing. It's all about neighbors and neighborhoods and, and that sort of closeness. Um, you know, I haven't yeah. met your mom, but she's a brilliant lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know it. So um, 508-996-0500 if you want to uh, join in the conversation with me and uh, former Sheriff Hodgson. We're also taking a message on the WBSM app. Um, going back to the uh, going back to the Trump situation, um, and we'll get a final tally on the, those Dartmouth results when we can. Going back to the Trump situation, um, when Trump was when Trump was running for president in 2016, he had kept saying, "Lock her up, lock her up," right? Locking up Hillary Clinton. Um, were you on board with that messaging? Well, if if the justice system was going to be um, equally applied um, then uh, at a minimum she should have at least been been brought up but that, I think that had to do with when she went be, didn't she go before Congress at one point wasn't she brought before Congress so you're talk, we're talking about are we talking about Benghazi I think or, so yeah um, but uh, she was and, and I'm not sure I don't remember in relation to what he was saying about locking her up what the topic was but but know. certainly it may very well have had to do with with the smashing of of all those those iPhones, I mean, yeah. who does that? I mean, she's why would I can't think of anything more blatant and and more suggestive that there's something wrong here when you start smashing. Maybe maybe, maybe Hunter Biden should have used that same hammer, right? <laughs> I mean, that might have helped him sure. as well. But but it didn't make it any less. Look, Hunt. The fact is. The, the clearly and the way she was, she had people she had FBI agents I believe it was FBI agents picked her up at her house mm-hmm. drove her to the, where she was going I mean it was a completely different altogether different situation that that the way that they were treated back then you get back into Mueller, um, Mueller and and uh, Comey um, I mean the, the, the way things you could tell it was almost an incestuous sort of injustice around how things were being done and and it started to become very clear that i think comey helped trump win give it you know writing that letter you know a couple weeks before the election or a week before the election well the ultimate october surprise i think well yeah i mean he was kind of in a box um and he and he and he got he got himself in, in a jam there but but he certainly he certainly wasn't trying to help him uh, do well as president when he when he came into the White House and sent agents in there to try to see if he could he could tra- trick the president into this Russian collusion thing and this other nonsense. And um, you and, think Trump was unfairly treated when he was president? Oh, there's no question. Do you think Obama was? Obama? Well, you know, because because you, you you remember Mitch McConnell saying we're going to make him a one term president. Uh, he uh, when when they had won back the uh, the House and made gains in the Senate. In the in the 2010 midterms, he had said, uh, actually, I think uh, at a at a, at the Republican caucus before the um, before Obama began his term, we can defeat the agenda if we work in lockstep. There wasn't any Russian collusion, but there was that you know investigation into things like Acorn, which was clearly not true. Former President Trump accused him of not being born here, which you know I think we've he's now later admitted that he was. So, um, do you think that? type of same unfair treatment applies to Obama that maybe he was um, uh, unfairly roadblocked or um, uh, you know uh, accused of things that, that weren't necessarily true by major people in the opposite party well it, it, there, if there were things that are, were said that were not true that's not fair in any case but but that's part of you know to say we're going to make him a one-term uh, president 
that's that to me that's about competition i mean you you know it's like you and me playing for for opposite teams and saying sure. we're going to we're going to make you you're not going to win this championship again uh there's nothing wrong with that that's that's healthy competition when it gets into you know not well researched things and you accuse the people of them simply for political purposes that that's a problem i think mm-hmm. that's that's not right but but where there is you know where there is you know a trail with neon lights like you have with Biden like you have with Hunter Biden with you have President Biden even even in the in the instances of uh, I mean Eric Holder I mean please I mean I confronted Eric Holder down in Washington about the whole thing in, in Ferguson yeah since and he he was offended when I said well now that it's been shown that the officer did everything he was trained to do do you, do you now regret having suggested that it was racially motivated and he said, "I, I, I, I resent, talking about Michael Brown. Yeah, I, I, you, I resent your characterization of that. I never used the term race. I said you may not, Mister, uh, Mister Secretary, but you, you may not have used that term. But it was clear to everybody in the United States that that's exactly what you were suggesting. And he never would, have, never really answered it. And, um, and, and so he was, he was, he was. You know, I confronted him about." the legalization of marijuana at the federal level was a violation of federal law. And he was suggesting he tried to make it really a racist sort of situation saying that more black people are arrested for marijuana and imprisoned for marijuana than any other race. I'm like, well, first of all, I don't know anybody that's been put in prison for smoking marijuana. Uh They may have had a related marijuana charge, but they weren't put in prison simply for smoking marijuana. Oh, some people have over over time. I well, think Obama had to, uh, Obama had to. I think pardoned like a thousand of them on the way out. There's definitely people that were imprisoned in marijuana charges in federal prison and maybe, state prison. Maybe dealing, but not but but not smoking marijuana. But mm. whatever. I, I mean, mean, largely depend on your your record uh, in a lot of yeah, circumstances. Yeah, well, that's probably true. But yeah. but but the, but the, but the fact is, look, um, the Obama administration. Uh, you may remember the um the, the uh what was the health care thing the the um Obamacare? Obamacare, yeah. Sure. So I don't know why I had that the health care thing. The, yeah, the, the, yeah. <laughs> it's I, still the law I, of the I, land. I, and I don't have a problem saying Obama, it just uh, that for some reason it just didn't, didn't, I understand. didn't register. Sure. So so um anyhow, but do you remember when and this is this is another part of the whole travesty of, of what goes on in Washington. Remember it was all about Everybody, you all in America need Obamacare. Mm-hmm. But we in Congress, in the administration, and our staff, we don't need it. But you all do. Remember that? They were exempting them all except for the, the American people. I, I don't. I think that was a, I, I think that was a canard, but I, I think. Oh, no, it was a fact. Mm, well. It, it was. I, I, if, if you, I mean, I do agree. I mean, I mean, listen, I, I do agree that Congress does make rules for themselves that they don't, ex, you know, that they, they they make rules for other people that they don't expect themselves to 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 abide by, um, for sure. Insider trading. I was literally just going to say that insider trading. Uh, actually, uh, I, I think your old friend Barney Frank uh, lobbied, um, lo- just recently lobbied. Um, against his own law um, for a bank board that he sat on. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. Uh, let's go to the phones. Good evening. Hello? Good, good evening. Hey, how's it Hi, going? Caller. All right. Uh, yeah, the circus continues. Yeah. 
Um, and then Trump was just rambling on and on. He's basically talking in circles right now. You think so? Yeah. He's he's shooken up, and I don't think he's um, done yet. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna march on, but there's more. There's more trouble for him coming. So I don't know. Anything. Anything what, can happen at this point in time. Well, do you think, Carl? Do you think that that? I mean, there there are allegations out there, but do you do you think we're at a point yet where we can say he really? He no, has I think more, he's going to jail. No, I don't think he's going to jail. But do you think, in in regards to you mentioned trouble, there's more trouble coming? Do you mean that just there's more charges? But we don't. Yeah, know? I, I yeah. think the investigation with Jack Smith's going to be the big one. But the uh, and the documents and things like that. How do you feel about they, how do you feel about I mean I know we're talking about President Trump. Do you have any do you have any difficulty with the idea that they're focusing so much on him with the documents and and they don't seem to have the same level of interest or coverage around the fact that President Biden's had had documents in five different locations um unsecured in, in, in I'm some aware of this and I don't like Joe Biden any more than I like Donald Trump. Yeah, <laughs> but then, no, but 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 not not even looking at whether whether we like or don't like either one of them. Just the idea that there wouldn't be this sort of equal interest level of interest in doing the same things for both. Well, I'll be honest with you; they don't want Donald Trump in office again. Right. Uh, it, it it it's clear they they, they don't want that man in office, and they're going to do everything they can to keep him out of office. Why do you suppose that is? Why don't they want him in there? Uh, he's very unorthodox. Maybe if he just kept his mouth shut, he'd be a lot better off. And I've heard other people say that, too. Maybe if he just shut his mouth, do you think, he wouldn't be getting himself in so do you much think any? Do you think anything has to, any of it has to do with the fact that he's exposing by all the things that he was able to do, he was exposing how little the others do uh, and have done over the course of time. And I'm not necessarily just talking about other presidents. I'm talking about members of Congress and other people who are being paid by the taxpayers to do the work and all they do is spend their time fighting over over political issues and not focusing on... Well, he's, brought, he's brought a lot of widows in Congress too, but... Um but do you, you think know, like the, the witch hunt thing he says, stuff like that? I don't believe him, honestly. I think a lot of what he talk, talks about is like every other politician, even though he says he's not a politician, I, I think he, I think he's like the rest of him. He tells a lot of lies and people listen to it. Yeah, I wonder if, I wonder if part of his, and, and I get the part you're saying about um, sometimes his delivery and the way he says certain things uh, can be, grading to people but but i wonder if that is because he isn't a politician that most politicians will parse their words and say i mean granted he could saw curve the soften the edges no question about that but but i wonder just like you yeah well right yeah (laughs) (laughs) if he could direct if he could direct the if he could direct uh his his comments um in in maybe a, a softer way but it really in the end boils down to the fact that these individuals basically will 
do or say whatever they think the American people want to hear. And, um, and Donald Trump's more about, no, I want bottom line. I'm a businessman. No, we're not going to do this. This is the way it's going to get done. And I think that's why, I think if we look at the records of both, where were we prior to Biden's administration with regards to our economy, with regards yeah, we to crime? Much, much better we, place, right? Our, 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 I don't know if it was much better. It might have been a little better, but I, I'm, everybody makes it like it was um, uh, what, after World War Two, the 50s. Uh, they make it like the economy was soaring. It wasn't. Well, the interest rates were, our interest rates were low. Our standing yeah. in the world was, was, was very strong. Uh, we had respect. And um, I don't know. I, I, don't, I got one more thing for you, sure. too. If, if Trump had won the second term, who's to say he wouldn't be encountering this stuff right now? It's not all the president. Well, they, they, he may very well be encountering certain things, but, you know, COVID threw a monkey wrench into a lot of, of what was happening. But but the thing I would say is um, he certainly wouldn't be encountering the marginalization of this nation that's happened with regards to China or Russia and what's going yeah. on. China, I mean, China's got Biden over the barrel, and I think everybody in this country knows it. And sadly, it's her, it's it's is it, is it our is it is it uh, thanks for the call we appreciate yeah, it take thanks care. caller um actually i gotta take a break before um we continue the discussion further uh so we'll, we'll take a break and we'll be back 508-996-0500 is how you can join us this evening god it, it feels good to be able to say that and, and take a call if it comes through after last <laughs> night <laughs> so we're here with uh we're, we're here with tom hodgson yeah. So welcome back to South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus Farrell. We're here with um, Chris. Will be back tomorrow, by the way. We'll, but we're here with former uh, Bristol County Sheriff Tom Hodgson. But you're also former City Councilor at Large Tom Hodgson. And I don't know if you've been following any of the local stuff in terms of what's happening with the City Council and the Mayor. But you know, during your time in the City Council, I was wondering what your relationship with the Mayor at the time was, and. Um, also, if you have any opinion on these um, non-binding ballot questions, I, I guess what I'm asking is, when you were a city councilor, did you just decide, hey, let's ask the people a bunch of stuff on a ballot? I don't, I don't recall having a, a non-binding questions on the on the ballot. There may have been, but I don't recall them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's always. I don't care what city you're in. There's always, you know, challenges between councils and mayors. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it has to do with the, the mayor themselves not wanting to work with, with the council. Uh, sometimes it has to do with some people that may want to pursue the position of mayor. And Did you ever think you might pursue the position of mayor if the opportunity for sheriff didn't arise? No. No? I, no. I, in fact, my last term uh, would, would have been... Would have been my last term. I, I served mm-hmm. almost three full terms, but whether I got appointed sheriff or not, I wasn't planning on running for a fourth term as city council. I, you know, what I found on the city council for me personally, uh, and everybody's different. There are some who are more legislative types, and some who are more more focused on making decisions and being able to make decisions move on without mm-hmm. having to having to go back and forth and barter and trade off on your 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 uh, recommendation or your resolution, whatever you're putting forward. If you think it's a good one, but you, you can't get it through because somebody else has a different agenda and you have to water it down to get 
it, it never feels like you get to get the benefit of knowing whether or not it worked. Yeah. As a mayor, as a, somebody in the executive position, you make your decision, like it or not, you live with it, and it, whether it comes out as successfully as you wanted or not, at least you know you made that decision. Mm-hmm. And it was it was rooted in really looking at the problem. On the city council, it's more of kind of you have to gain, gain more votes. It takes more time to get things done. Mm-hmm. Uh, the debates can be long. And and so what well, happens is they haven't been long, I think, in the in these in these particular circumstances. But what you're saying is there was a lot more robust discussion maybe through the committee process and other things. Yeah, committee processes it is. In the, in the city council it's more difficult. But but you know, there may the mayor council relationships when I was when I was on the city council, I was somebody who was new here. I was from Maryland and I wasn't shy about proposing things and sometimes it might be outside the expectations of for example a mayor mayor wants you to go want you to go why don't you talk to me about it first and let me work with you or propose it where that's not necessarily required you could still still get the mayor to come on board hopefully yeah but but i think when you when that doesn't happen councils move on their own there is this in some cases, insecurity that can happen where they're like, okay, these people are trying to push me out, don't want me to be the mayor, or one or two of these people want to run for mayor. And then and then that, that starts to build this little bit of a wall of resistance sometimes when it didn't need to be there. So yeah. so from my perspective, I, I've always believed if you can get a relationship where a mayor in any city would meet with the council, periodically and bring them in invite them be the be the proactive person to bring them in and say talk to me about this issue what do you think about that uh here's what i'm I'm thinking about just the fact that you asked people their opinion and their view that you know the three the three most powerful questions or two most powerful questions you can ask people is what do you think about this and will you help me yeah those are the two most powerful questions you can ask anybody in any any venue any forum because you're saying two things. Number one, I'm interested in your idea. And I'm also interested in seeing if you could help me. Oh, you want my opinion or you want me to help you? That's a, that's a very empowering thing. And when people do that, and particularly if you're a mayor, and you say, Councilor, can you, can you meet with me for a you know, half hour or whatever? I, I want to get, because that, that, that's huge. Then they say, oh, okay, they feel like they matter. They go talk to other councilors. And, and suddenly you have a much better chance of getting this consensus and having things get done. Uh, when people are, are more focused on it's my way, whether it's council or mayor or whatever, or the highway, and if you don't agree with me, that's the end of it. More often than not, that has to, that has to do with individual agendas mm-hmm. and sometimes egos. But the way to get it done, in my view, is always come together. Yeah. And, and it doesn't matter who the who the consensus builder is. You hope it'll be council president, the mayor, whomever. Invite the mayor too. Say, Mayor, can can we meet with you and talk to you about some of the things we really think are important as a council? Right. And and try to build that relationship because in the end, if we get caught up in the in the back and forth, we lose sight of who we're there for. Right? We're right. there to represent the people. Yeah. And so the best way you can do that, I mean, look at Washington. They're yeah. not representing the people. They're representing each other. 
people right. on the outside of the capital, neighborhoods across this nation, with their hands up in the air saying, I need some help over here. I got people dying in my neighborhood from fentanyl. Yeah. I, can't, I, I can't pay rent because I don't have enough money. I can't buy eggs because they're too expensive. You know, and Congress is saying, you know what? We're, we're busy over here. We're right. busy. If we have time to get to you, we will. But in the meantime, we're busy. And they're busy fighting over each other, trying to see who they can make look better to the public. And in, in both cases, they're not winning. They're not, yeah. they're not making themselves look better to the public. They're making themselves look like people who are very selfish, focused on their own issues, not the American people's. 508-996-0500. Is Long a, answer to your question, I know. I, no, I appreciate it. It's, <laughs> it's, good, to, it's good to get... Um, uh, get the um, opinion of someone who's who's got a good deal of experience in the council. You were there for, what, uh, eight years? Yeah, almost, uh, well, almost uh, six years. Six years. Yeah, okay, three, so that's three, a while. Almost three full terms, yeah. So we've got to, um, we've got to take a break. We'll, we'll be right back. New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. Uh, veterans and their families are popular targets for financial fraud. Scammers may try to defraud you through misleading commercials, emails, texts, cold calls, or online ads. They may even pose as someone from VA or an organization providing discounts on fees for services. But VA will never charge you for processing a claim. Do not provide your personal information to anyone other than a VA-accredited representative. To find a representative near you, visit va.gov forward slash find dash rep. A tree can be a warrior, battling global challenges with greater courage. A tree can be a solution, cleaning our air, supporting our communities, and protecting our wildlife. A tree can be noble, growing hope in every corner of the world. That's why now is the time for trees millions of trees join our planting movement at arborday.org as a veteran of the united states military i can finally get the opportunity to enjoy special events like a date with my wife or going out together with my family and friends things that we couldn't afford thanks to Ventix. every empty seat at a concert a game motorsports or a play is a missed opportunity to say thanks to a veteran and service member we can help we can give our veterans a special event where they too can create their own cherished memories find out how by visiting www.vettix.org that's www.vettix.org Find out how you can make a difference in a veteran's life. Diane from Michigan, a disabled senior citizen trying to get by. Henry from Florida, a veteran fighting to make ends meet. Elena from Arizona, a mother struggling to feed her daughter. Hi, I'm Connie Britton, and I support Feeding America because they help provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year, like Diane, Henry, and Elena. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Feeding America, 200 food banks strong. Transitioning out of the military, it's difficult. Just about everything around you changes. I would get phone calls that brothers were dying. Some of them to suicide. And I'd found myself in another cold cemetery. And I started to wonder if I was next. It's a struggle to know that you're facing challenges, but not be ready to face them. Sleep doesn't come easy, and when it comes, it doesn't last long. 
You're tired all the time. I didn't reach out for that help, but thank God my wife did. She got me registered for Wounded Warrior Project, talking to somebody that would listen to me and understood my story, helped me realize that it was time to change. There's a new fight, there's a new mission, and that's something I am eternally grateful for. See how we help warriors combat stigma at woundedwarriorproject.org slash combat stigma. Take South Coast Tonight with you wherever you go. Stream Chris and Marcus on the WBSM app or get their podcast on the app at WBSM.com. Now back to South Coast Tonight. So uh, we, we, we've indoctrinated um, former Sheriff Hodgson to the off-air podcast. So, <laughs> so you, um, so you're, you're, you're supporting President Trump. Uh, you, you believe that this, this is a politically motivated attack. You think he's going to prevail um, in these, uh, in this case? I do. And, and, uh, and look, we, we got to get back to, like I said, we have to get back to a justice system that is that is fair and equitable across the board if we're going to have have a democracy because otherwise people are yeah. going to going to give up on on America and we can't have that and we can't have a democracy if we don't have a rule, the rule of law that is equitably applied across the board. Number two, in my view, um, if if performance based rewards count. I can't think of anyone who would say that when President Trump was in there, he didn't earn the respect of the American people with regards to what he accomplished. And not like well, he didn't. He didn't win, so did he earn their respect? Like, well, he 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 got more votes than any president had in American history. But but any incumbent he, president had in American history. Incumbent, excuse me. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Excuse sure, because Biden had more votes. Yeah, no, obviously he had more votes. I, yeah, that was my my. Uh, Father, there and um and thank you for the question. I, I understand yeah, but you know what i'm trying to make but, yeah. but 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 the but the bottom line is if you compare the two and I, this is when i talk about performance-based rewards and you think about what exactly has the guy who who campaigned from the basement of his house wouldn't come out and <laughs> and and seriously who would do i mean i imagine matt i i can't imagine me or paul Haro campaigning from the basement of our homes. I mean, who does and expect to win? It, it was an unprecedented uh, time, I think, uh, in terms of, it wasn't a lot, a lot of uh, opportunity for retail politics. Well, um, I, I know President Trump was out there, and, uh, and, and, um, well, and, and, some and, people said that was irresponsible. Well, yeah, but look at him. He's still going strong, and they're still coming after him. So. We, we got, <laughs> we, we, we got some, we got some calls. Let's yeah, get, to let's get to him. Okay. Good evening. Hello. Hi, Caller. Hello, Marcus. Hey, what's up? Hi, Caller. Radio Sheriff. Radio I Sheriff. It. I like that, Radio, Radio Sheriff. Sheriff. Yeah, he got, yeah, somebody called in when he was covering for Phil, and he was like, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to name you the Radio Sheriff. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how you doing, Tom? Doing All good, right? thank you. How you doing? Good, good. Um, I, I, I agree with you 100%. It's, uh, you know, I know Marcus. Put some earplugs in. I know you're not going to want to hear me talk about this, but it's 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 a completely it, it's it's totally um, you know just uh, I can't even think of a word right now. It's 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 a pol it's a politics move. 
know it. They go. It, it, they, it, it, if this would have happened to Joe Schmo on the street, I mean, I know it's like it's like beating a dead horse. So many people have said it already, even in the media. It's like if you heard his lawyers tonight. Did you hear his lawyers tonight? No. I'm gonna catch the clip. Yeah, his lawyers came out and were talking about it, and he they were like, if this happened to anybody else on the street. The, the, the media wouldn't be covering it. Nobody would be covering it. It wouldn't even be brought to trial if, if somebody paid hush money to, a, let's say, a, a prostitute or something. You know what I mean? And they were running for city, you know, council. It's like, yeah. no, I wouldn't. Yeah, it's, it's just crazy. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's another witch hunt. So they can, they can uh, you know, chalk it up as another witch hunt, you know. Fine, nothing's going to come of this. It's all what we really need to be doing is paying attention to the, what's going on behind the scenes that nobody's talking about. You know what I mean? John, I'm waiting for Adam Schiff to weigh in on it. John, <laughs> we appreciate the call. We get to, uh, we got some other Thanks, calls no online. Thanks, caller. Great talking with you. Good evening. You're live. Hello. hello. I can hear somebody. Hello. I can hear somebody saying hello. Can you speak up? Can you hear? That's strange. Hold on one second. Oh wait. Hello. Hi. Yeah, we go. Uh, he was going to get it right on the last uh, the la yeah. last button. <laughs> yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's up, Sean? He's doing better you got than a me. New system there. Yeah, yeah, a new system and an old system. So we're trying to, you know, it's just an adjustment we got to oh, make now for it's now. A, now it's in a we th a we thing. I haven't touched those things. It's all marked. I'm talking about we as in <laughs> the, the, the yeah, no, the people behind the boards here at BSM. Yeah. We have to make an adjustment. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, I heard you last night. I was listening all night. I appreciate it. That's all you could do. You couldn't call in, right? Yeah, well, I was screaming into the... It's good to know I wasn't screaming into the void. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was a good show still. It was good. Thanks. It's I appreciate that, Johnny. Marcus. You Thank always you. do a good job. Thanks. Anyway, I just have to make two comments. My, uh, my uh, opinion is that everybody brags about what Trump did, but we wouldn't be in this position if uh, China liked him because I truly believe... When he was in office, China did not like him. They hated him, and they were gonna, they were determined to get him out. And they did it by this COVID thing. They let the virus out. And now we're in a big mess. That's my opinion. And everybody says Trump is so great, but I don't think he is. Well, can I mention, uh, caller? There, there's yeah, sort of mixed opinions. So you think that China perpetuated, uh, you think China uh, orchestrated a, a COVID uh, COVID-19 to get Trump out of office, but you also don't think he was a good president? No, I don't think he was good. And I, 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 you know what I don't like either, that when he went in that room with Russia, I'll never forget that, that no one really knows what they discussed till this day. And I don't, I don't remember any other president doing that. Is it, would it be possible that, that is, is there another maybe perspective around um, the fact that maybe if China wanted him out, it had everything to do when he first started. Say when he came into office and said, "I'm going to drain the swamp." When he knew, he he knew that not only was Washington a cesspool, but he realized that people like China. China was worried that it was going to reveal and 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 screw up their relationship that they had with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and the money that they they were already even when he was vice president. Uh, there's evidence of all of that that perhaps China didn't want President Trump in there because they knew he would. He would call them all out. And that right, right, but it still didn't leave us good. We're in bad shape, and, and, and COVID, it got started with COVID because all the money that um, Biden gave out 
So it's not all Biden's fault either. Shawnee, thanks for yeah. the call. Thanks well, for the call. Th- thanks for your perspective, caller. We appreciate Interesting. it. Interesting. Look at uh, look at Lindsey Graham. Is he serious with that hair with that hairstyle and that color? What does he look like? Listen, I, Co- are you serious? I am. I, I'm not anybody who can talk about hairstyles. I have no hair. I, it would be the wrong thing emu- for me to do. Who's he trying to emulate with that look? Who do you think he's trying to emulate? Look at that. I don't know. He I've looks- never seen his hair that color before. Even the style. Come but, on. You know, he looks. He's. I think. I, yeah, I think he's trying could, for a very distinct look you over could here. Do the same thing if you straightened yours a little. bit. I would have to straighten you, mine. I'd have to cut it quite a bit. Yeah, and I'd have and to bleach it. it. Over. I'd have to bleach it. Yeah, like flip I, it over. Yeah, I don't know. It's. Seems strange. All right, we got to- I don't have to worry about all that. <laughs> we we got to take a break, <laughs> and we're back, closing up the show. I want to appreciate. I, I want to. I want to uh, show. Um, express my appreciation for uh, former Bristol County Sheriff Tom Hodge for guest co-hosting with me this evening. Uh, Tom, I, I really appreciate you joining me. I thought it was important to have a, a strong Republican voice in such a historic event. Um, and and uh, you were um, more than uh, enthousi- you're more than enthusiastic to, to join me, so I appreciate well, I, that. Well, who wouldn't be? Get yeah. the chance to be on the air with you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. So you're actually going to be on the air again this week. You're you're going to be uh, filling in on the on the Ken Pittman show. Can you uh, tell us? Uh, give us a little yeah, preview. I'll, I'll be filling in uh, with Ken Pittman from nine to nine to twelve on Saturday mm-hmm. uh, for for him, and um, and I'm going to have a, a guest. Uh, appear at 10 o'clock for the for the 10 o'clock hour and uh it's going to be really interesting he's uh yeah. he's somebody that uh is involved in with a private security company he's been doing work in the congo uh over in africa in fact i think he's leaving that night to go back and uh we'll be talking a lot about the human trafficking sex trafficking organ trafficking which is huge out of africa he's been working with law enforcement agencies down there to help train uh, them around this issue and look at uh, policy and so forth. It's uh, it's going to be a great, great uh, hour-long interview with him and discussion, and uh, hopefully people will tune in and we'll, we'll listen to their calls. And We certainly will tune in for that on Saturday, 9 to noon, the Ken Pittman Show uh, with uh, special guest host Tom Hodgson. Uh, by the way, um, I just got an app chat message asking about Dartmouth School Committee. Just to finalize that, Kathleen Amaral came in first. Bess Coughlin came in second. Um, so I believe Erica Marinci came in third. Lynn Turner, Lynn Turner came in fourth. Troy Trufano came in fifth. So those are the final results. Final so results. Those are the final results. Bess Coughlin uh, and Kathleen Amaral. Kathleen Amaral soundly reelected. Bess Coughlin uh, came in second. I, I believe it was fairly close. Uh, but um, third was Erica Marinci. Fourth was Lynn Turner. So uh, that was the results of the Dartmouth School Committee. We've got the uh, Tritown School Committee elections coming up. Uh, fairly uh, in the next month or so. So we'll see if we can start covering those as well. Again, uh, and, former sheriff, and, thank you. And a big and a big thank you to all the people who went out, took the time to vote today. It's so yeah. important, and and uh, thank you so much for doing that. I know you feel the same way, Marcus. Yeah, we, I do. Pre- you know, I went out and voted in my town election. Yeah. I never missed a town election uh, yesterday. So I do appreciate when people uh, exercise their civic, civic duty. Um, that's how we're able to exist here on South Coast tonight.